What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Retro Encounter. As always, I'm Josh Curry. With me is a lot of eggs. Hey, what's up, guys? Mike Slosi. Hello, everybody. And Pierre Treason. Hello there. And this exciting month, we are talking about Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc. Always forget that little blurb afterwards. It's just Danganronpa. It has a subtitle. Yeah. And it doesn't seem happy, but there is lots of havoc. Really hasn't any triggers. There's plenty of triggers. Every trial is a shooting gallery. Yeah, that's... but it's definitely not happy. We can agree on that. Y- yes, I, uh, there yeah. there are many emotions in play here, but happiness is rarely one of them. Well, it likes to present you with with joy and then snatch it away from you, like in chapter two. But Aww. we'll get there. Yeah, so we'll just preface all of this. Um, we played through the end of Chapter 3. Um, so technically, I guess not technically, it is three court cases. Um, bunch of death, though, over that time. So if you guys are playing along and haven't gotten to that point, pause now. Um, why was Chapter 2 sad? I, I really liked Mondo, and oh, I was okay. bummed that he was the killer. Okay. That's yeah, I think I've mentioned this yeah. this to you guys off of the recording, but um, it happens a couple times where they they in these Danganronpa games they uh, you see characters form friendships and uh, and you know just be really happy and cute together, and then invariably half of that pair is a victim or a murderer, and it just tears your heart in half. Well, and what's so great about it too is like they do a really good job of like setting up those anime tropes that you're kind of expecting, and then pulling the rug out from under it and subverting them. Like with Mondo, I was kind of expecting him to be to I was expecting him to be pretty much what he what he said he was, like the honor bound, uh, hotshot biker gang guy, and, right. turns, and then it turns out he's the killer in the second case, and it's like, oh. I don't know, I expected him to kill somebody, but I like the way that they did, um, you say on a bound, and he was on a bound, and he killed for honor, I suppose, because he kept a promise, and that was why he killed Chihiro. Chihiro, I was more sad that Chihiro died, because he was adorable. He, she, it's a he, but... See, I've been very fortunate, with the exception of Celeste, every character I don't like is dead. I hated Celeste. I was really happy she died. <laughs> yeah, seconded. I'm not really a Celeste fan either, man. Yeah, she's on the lower tier of the group that I like. Did it? Do, I, already, did it I, I know <laughs> that I'm going to be very different than everybody because I'm confident there's one person that everybody hates and I really like him. It's probably how this is going to go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually more... Um, I liked Mondo okay, but I was more sad when Kiyotaka died in the third case because... After he did that insane character change after the second case, where he goes from being this, I mean, he's this sort of justice-obsessed, uh, what is he, like a student council president or a disciplinary? Hall monitor. Yeah, 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 yeah hall he's monitor. Like oh, him, a yeah. model student. Yeah, he's yeah. a model student disciplinarian, and he forges this 
really interesting little friendship with Mondo that uh, where that has me feeling really good about myself. And then he snaps after after Mondo's death and takes on this insane second personality. And I'm like, well, he goes all right. Super Saiyan. Yeah, it's like okay, <laughs> well, 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 this, so yeah, well, this guy's gonna Trunks. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's like this guy's gonna be a complete nutbag the rest of the game, and that could be really entertaining. But that only lasts like 30 minutes before he's the victim in the third case. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think we've been dancing around it a little bit, but these all 15 of these characters are completely ludicrous anime stereotypes that are a, a super exaggerated version of of whatever two sentences you can use to describe their character. But you you do get attached to them and they are and I I like most of the cast of Danganronpa 1. Yeah, even, even the ones that are yeah. alive for like 45 minutes total. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess before we go much farther, we should step back and actually talk about what the game is, like the basic premise, in case people aren't aware. Um, so you you get like an accepted to a special school for people that are the best at something. Um, and the game starts off, you show up, and you fall asleep, get knocked out. Hope's um, Peak Academy and, is the yeah. school name. Mm-hmm. And... From that, you kind of find out through kind of a series of dialogue that everybody else kind of got knocked out, and also that you're stuck in this building, you're not going to be able to leave, and to be able to leave, you have to murder somebody and get away with it. Um, and that, if from you, that... If, if this game had come out in the 90s, people would have flipped their crap. Yeah, and honestly, there's a, a surprising number of people locked in a weird situation and having to kill each other kind of subgenre of manga and anime. But though, that's all from the past 10, 15 years or so, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. uh, post-Battle Royale. So, yeah, it's basically, Battle Royale. it's basically Battle Royale or Hunger Games. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Like, so you can compare Danganronpa to a lot of other recent things, but it's um, it's a very unique take on it. And the, the character work is completely bonkers, which is a blast. But yeah, but basically it's, yeah. A, it's 15 students locked in a school. Each one of them is the best at something except for the main character. Who's just the lucky. best at being lucky? No, he's the best at being lucky, and the <laughs> he best. won a he's lottery, and, and, that, and that is and that is everything about him. And he's awesome. He is awesome. Like, I, I especially love the fact that he's voiced by Bryce Pappenbrook. Um, just because Bryce Pappenbrook is like voicing every main character, it seems nowadays. So his voice is kind of ubiquitous. So it's kind of it kind of suits the fact that you have this kind of like ubiquitous anime protagonist. Oh. I'm a giant nerd, so I decided to play it in uh, in Japanese because um, Kape Yamaguchi voices one of the characters, and he's in he's in Inuyasha and in One Piece, which are two of my you know two thousands anime jams. Uh, that'll do it. Yep. Yeah, I'm, pl- I'm playing. I'm playing in English. I, I, I should I should mention I've, I've played this game before, and I played it in English the first time, and this time I'm playing it in Japanese to see what the voice changes are like. Are you, are, Mike, are you playing on PC as well? No, I'm playing on Vita. Oh, I didn't know you had a Vita. Okay. Yeah, of course I have a Vita. For some reason, I thought you didn't. That's... <laughs> I don't know. It, it's been a long week. I'm sorry. I probably mentioned it on the Persona 4 podcast that I have a Vita. But yeah, the, I was uh... on that with you, too. That's kind of disappointing. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's all good. But, um, yeah, the, this game had a pretty... Re- it came out on Vita. It's... All right, let me slow myself down. Danganronpa 1 and 2 were PSP games in, I think, around 2010. But then they got a, uh, j- a release on Vita, which in Japan were called Super Danganronpa, 
And but and then in the, just two years ago, I think maybe three years ago, North America and Europe got that Vita version as Danganronpa One, then Danganronpa Two a year later. And uh, recently, there was a worldwide PC version released, and that was just earlier this year, right? So there's yeah. officially yeah. no excuse. Yeah, yeah. If you've got a Vita, if you've got a PC, if you like RP, if not a really, it's not exactly a JRPG strictly. If it's you a like visual, visual novel. Yeah, visual novels about child murder, then I this game comes like... highly recommended. Yeah, it's like it, it's like Ace Attorney meets Persona meets Hunger Games meets your worst nightmares. It's yeah. Battle Royale, Hunger Games, PG thirteen. Those are all fair comparisons, and the blood is all shocking bright pink, which is an interesting stylistic choice. Mm. <laughs> it's even better though because they refer to it as red. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, that, that's 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 always kind of interesting. But it, I mean, it meshes well with kind of the style of the game, but it is kind of disingenuous at points. <laughs> yeah, the game has a really colorful, trippy pop style that um, it wears throughout. It oh. kind of mellows you out for when the really dark stuff happens, which is interesting. Um, because you know... Mike, you're gonna be really proud of me. Oh, I played this game with the volume on. Oh, good Yay. for you! Yay! <laughs> well done. So I actually enjoy the music. I enjoy the voice acting when the voice acting is actually done. Sometimes it's annoying. Yeah. Um. um most of the main story scenes are voiced, but the walking around class scenes and the uh, the Danganronpa version of social links are not voiced. Yeah. And sometimes when they have like the three word line, and then they when they speak out loud, it's like that doesn't make sense with what is typed out. Take take a like drink every, every time says she's psychic. <laughs> I enjoyed that. That was hilarious. I did the enjoy it. The best moment for... is when he yeah. does it at the end of chapter one. <laughs> that was fun. Oh, yes. So sweet. Rip Sayaka. Oh, um. You, you know, I thought Sayaka was a was pretty interesting for being in the game so briefly because the game yeah. she's she's a bit of a tease. At the beginning, a little bit. Yeah, at the at the beginning, I I basically assumed. Well, I mean, the first time I played this game, I basically assumed she would be your sidekick. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. my, the main character is going to be the detective, and this is his love interest awesome. slash girl Friday, and yeah. then she she uh, sort of tries to betray him and is the first victim. Again, yeah. those interesting subversions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good oh, sell. I'm sorry to interrupt, Alana, but bef- before we continue, can I'm shocked we haven't mentioned Monokuma yet. Oh yes, oh. the most important thing. There's a robot teddy bear <laughs> who is Monokuma. the school's headmaster. Does so it confirm good. that he's a robot? Yeah, I guess he has an eye. Yeah, that's he he's Never a robot. Yeah, there there are many robot versions of him. Yeah, he's he's being controlled by a mastermind of sorts. I love him. Spoilers. I love how jovial he is. Absolutely brilliant <laughs> character. He is. He goes with everything. So the colorful setting, and I find the colorful setting and Monokuma to be very unnerving. I just feel like I'm trapped in like a really nice, colorful box, and I can't get out. And then and, and you're trapped everywhere. in the box with a homicidal bear. Yeah. So it's nice, but it's also even more unnerving as if you tra- than if you trap me in a dungeon. So it works. But I love Monokuma. I love how he just pops up and he's like, no, you can't do that. And then he takes the picture from you or whatever you picked up and he's like, I'm going to make a new rule now. Ha! Ah! And then runs off and it's like, oh, okay. Um, that was really weird. I want to know um, how he, I want to know how he does that. Goes through like the trap door on the floor. Yeah. 
I, I, many I, of them. That's kind of what I'm picturing. Yeah, it's not. I don't Monokuma think it's really explained, but I mean, the school is basically full of trap doors and hidden passages that Monokuma or the Monokuma, yeah. the multiple Monokumas, you know, all travel through. And they, they really um, give you an idea for, like, the threat that the game pro- poses right near the beginning, because uh, after you spend a brief time hanging out, everyone meets in the gym together. Um, one of the 15 students speaks out of turn or something. What, what is it that she does? What is it that Junko does? She kicks him. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. She yeah, kicked, she attacks. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. She, she kicked a Monokuma robot out of, you know, out of frustration or something. So Monokuma straight up summons spears from the floor and murders her. So there, Oh, like, Junko. Yeah. 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 And so, like, right at the beginning, this game's telling you, oh, yeah, we're going to kill people randomly. And Monokuma's completely homicidal and crazy. In so, all fairness, though, I think that's the only time it's random. Yes. Yeah. Every other time, at least through the ch- end of Chapter 3, it's very plainfully, like, you know this is going to happen because the people are yeah. very idealistic and they don't want to kill each other, so Monokuma gives them some sort of threat or... I'm blanking on the word. Yeah, incentive. Yeah. Thank you. And so it's like, all right, well, it's not going to happen right away, but the next night it's going to happen, or it's going to happen tonight. And then they also lead into it with, like, the closing thought of the protagonist when he goes to bed. Basically, I have a sinking feeling. I was like, well, somebody just died. Or he's like, little did <laughs> yeah. I know that there's going to be tragedy already happening. And I was like, yeah. all right, well, somebody died. Yeah, usually once once the story starts again, then you know someone's going to die. Yeah, Junko is the only random death like that in the game. Every, everyone else, every other one is either a murder that sets up a trial or an execution after a trial. So, um, right. that, now Josh mentioned this. Thought, you go ahead. I felt like her death was very stereotypical, too. Stereotypical? She, yeah, so, I mean, if you're going to go just really broad stereotypes, she was a model, which then you'd say that she has sex appeal, which then most horror stories... Oh, oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah right. Like, let's <laughs> see, you... like the Cabin in the Woods thing where the, uh, the, um, the you know, the, the beautiful woman is the first to die. Right, it's it's the whore, or the, like, whoever, like, that, and that's... I'm not calling her whore because I don't know what she was, but, like, <laughs> because she was a model, it's, there's a general... It's implied... So I, I, th- I thought it was kind of disappointing that she was the one to yeah, do it. But also, at the same time, I thought it was interesting that she was the one that was angry enough to get physical with Monokuma, where you'd assume it would be somebody like Mondo. Yeah. I wonder if there's, like we've said already, where the game pulls the carpet out. I wonder if there's something more. I don't know yet, but we'll see, I suppose. All will be revealed. But I, I will say this, even though um, some maybe you guys accidentally stumbled upon the ending, because I actually knew who the who the killer was before I got to the end, because I just got... Yeah, little, I, I, I spoiled myself. Yeah, I got too. a little greedy researching it the first time I played this game. So p- please, yeah. avo- please avoid doing that so you can be pleasantly surprised. But um, I've thankfully not done that, but mm-hmm. I have been self-spoiled by every murder. Oh, I've literally figured it out within the first 10 seconds before I even started the investigation <laughs> for all three yeah. of them. Yeah, I, I, maybe not first 10 seconds, but I was, able, I was able to figure out who the killer was during each investigation. These, these aren't episodes of Law & Order, or not, not even that. They're, they're not even episodes they're of Columbo. They're better written than Law & Order, for yeah, starters. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> and, and, they're and, they're and, very well, procedural, though. Yeah, and, and they are. And in Columbo, they usually show you the killer at the beginning of the episode. But anyway, they... Right, which um, is kind of how the... That's the proceduralness, though, kind of fits with just the the, the cycle of the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Like this yeah. is the the cha- the mechanics. 
like yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I thought the Celeste murder was the most obvious thing in the world. It was, and and actually, yeah. I was going to mention this. Um, the bullet, the bullet time sequence or whatever, like happens early in that case with her. It almost flat out gives you the answer. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I suspected her at the beginning because um, she did that really obvious scream when everyone was running between the first and third floor. (laughs) Yeah, she's the only one out. Yeah, and and, like I didn't, I didn't know exactly what was happening as it was happening. When I heard her scream to get Mm -hmm. people out of the third floor and back to the first floor, I knew that she. That that was suspicious, and she was probably the killer. Yeah, that was pretty much the memo I twi- twigged. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to think to Don in Don Ganrampa too. I think the killer is usually less obvious, but John Don Ganrampa too also d- um doesn't play by the rules as much. It everything in that game is more convoluted and crazy, but uh, yeah, in general, Don Ganrampa won the. It, it's it's usually easy to tell who the killer is, but the fun is is more about the journey, about you know um, seeking out those contradictions and treating the trial situations where you you know attack contradictions with evidence and uh, challenge people and play mini games to convince them of things like that. That's the journey of the game, and not figuring out who the killer is and then just entering their name into a box. Yeah. 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 And also making friends with somebody you really like and then watching them die <laughs> so what are what are our favorite favorite characters in Danganronpa so far everybody's gonna hate me but I like Ayaka no he's my favorite I love really? Ayaka yeah uh, because he's such an ass hat <laughs> slam his stupid face into a microwave Oh, I'm, I'm not I a think... fan of his he's my oh. second favorite character Oh, I love him. I think he's probably he's my a, favorite. He's in another one of the games too, which sucks. What? He's in three as he's in three as well. I think. Oh, he so, will no, be. No, he's, no, he's I not, literally uh, didn't know that. Well, okay. I'm well, I'm not going to say who's in what who's in what games because I don't want to spoil survivors. But in uh, Danganronpa two has one character from Danganronpa Danganronpa one returning. <laughs> you, you did it. Oh man, Dangling Grandpa. This is crazy. Doggone Grandpa. And then. Uh, Danganronpa V3, which comes out in Japan next year, has all new cast, all new school, separate storyline. But uh... the uh, but the Danganronpa 3, not V3, 3 anime that's running now is set before Dangan has is like half set before Danganronpa 2 and half set after Danganronpa 2. So I and I have no idea what right. is going on in that anime. It's confusing. But and there's a Danganronpa one anime, but not a Danganronpa two anime. So it's it's all a total mess. Um, uh, and there is there. I think there's five or six survivors at the end of Danganronpa one. Come on, dude. What? So what? What? That's, that's like that's like the whole exciting part. Oh, well, I just gave you, you a number. I didn't, I didn't say who. Genocide Jill is the best character. I hate oh, Toko. She no, is so annoying. I, 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 I hate so Toko, but I like Genocide Jill. Yeah. <laughs> I like both of them. <laughs> I think they have a great dynamic. But the Genocide Jill is like my is like my absolute favorite. I enjoy so. that she switches back and forth when she sneezes. Yeah, that's a fun little reference. Yeah, is that was that Ranma? Yeah. Yeah, right. I I really like uh, Kyoko. I think she's a badass heroine. 
Um, Kyoko's my favorite character as well. Yeah, Kyoko's great. And I also, I really liked, I've mentioned this before, I really liked Taka, but he, he didn't last very long. I, I wish he would have stuck around for another couple chapters. Yeah. I like Asahina, too. She's cool. I like Asahina, Asahina as well. Cool. She's adorable. She's the really she's the big, strong girl, right? Yeah, she's the swimmer. swimmer. No, she's the swimmer. So, um, oh, Sakura. Hina? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hina. Yeah, he, um, Sakura I like is Hina the as well. fighter girl. Sakura's I've been cool, slowly man. flirting with Hina and Kyoko. <laughs> yep. By slowly, I mean every day. <laughs> Determinedly flirting with with <laughs> Hina and Kyoko. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. Now also my least favorite character. Oh god, I, I block him out of my mind most of the time. Uh, Yasuhiro. I don't know why the hell he's there. He. The whole point of his Sorry. character. The fortune oh, teller. the guy with the fro. The fortune, yeah, the fortune teller. Yeah, his point. It, the point of him being at that school is that he's like the best teenage fortune teller or something. Except he is twenty-two years old and bad at fortune telling. And his yeah, his, like, his social link, he tells you that, and it's like, well, I think why, it's why are the, you here then, social man? commentary though. I, I think it's literally <laughs> social commentary. Like, I, there's so much, especially in the Monokuma Theater. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I think that. I, I think they purposely do certain things about individuals. To make have an additional element of social commentary, I think everything about him is social commentary on what they think about that whole field of things. Sure, I mean, attacking Miss Cleo's Miss Cleo and her brethren of of the world is fine, I guess. But I, I just think he's annoying as a character. He was an obvious red herring in the third case, and uh, yeah. and the whole point of yeah. the of the game is that, or not the whole point of the game, but the the conceit behind the school is that it's the best students in their field, and he is bad at fortune-telling, and not even a teenager, which I find head-scratching, and I, and I think he's annoying. <laughs> yeah, it can fine. be. I think yeah, there's I think much more just, annoying uh... characters than that. Celeste was my least favorite, but she she gone, so I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed when her voice changed during the trial. That was, that was good, yeah, I liked that. that. How it changed multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love I love it in the in in both of the Don Gunrampa games when uh, someone has to make their last stand and they sort of snap and and you have to present the final piece of evidence and after you play that rhythm game thing. It, I hate that rhythm game. It, it, I did the yeah, very the very first time I played it, I, uh, I I passed with like a C or something because I just I got it all wrong. But uh, once you figure it out, it's easy. The yeah. <laughs> but I love it when the character like snaps and just shouts insane stuff at you, and you and and then you have to hit them with that final piece of evidence super dramatically. Uh, yeah. And I thought it was cool in the second case where instead of having Mondo defend himself, it was Taka like determined to defend Mondo, and you had to basically battle Taka in the fest in the final scene. Yeah, I thought that was that was, that was a neat little that subversion. Was, that was a neat little touch. Oh, Taka. The relationship was very interesting. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Again, I miss Taka. He was one of my favorites. Taka, in, in all honesty, was one of my least favorite characters. He wasn't interesting until he got depressed. Then I, all of a sudden I found him very interesting. I yeah. didn't like him in the first case, but then after the friendship with Mondo up to his death, he was one of my favorites. Oh, I just loved how ridiculously intense he was all the time. It was just so funny. But yeah, after Mondo, the bit in the um, hot bath, 
where they were just having the man contest for like who's gonna last the longest i love that that was so good and that man contest um that ended up breaking his handbook was one of the pieces of evidence that sunk him yeah so interesting it was it was a neat and that's they do a very good like I, i think it's very obvious the main elements of the murders and kind of even really the evidence in in a lot of regards are very, very easy. It's easy to piece together, but they have those small twists um, that I do enjoy. The, the e-handbook being one, um, the watch originally. Like, there's just, like, little things like that. Or even, like, the third murder, if you didn't catch on, that Hifumi? The, the, oh, the, uh, the, the big yeah, guy? The nerd. Yeah, the I'm glad he's dead, too. Uh, he was actually oh, my yeah, least favorite was... character. He was my least favorite. I have a feeling um, he's a lot of people's least favorite. I, did, I didn't dislike him as much as other characters, but I'm not going to defend him. <laughs> but uh, I really enjoyed that they had the the side uh, fridge of blood, and it's not even a clue. But it was one of those things, like, it was like the ultimate clue to a person that if they did come across it, that it was very obvious, and more so than anything else, that he used this blood to pour on him. Um, they have just like those little, little clues here or there, and some of them seem super unimportant and they end up being the, the ultimate like kind of like linchpin in the argument um I, I think those are really well written cases two and three both do that where a major piece of evidence is left more to the game to tell you than for you to figure out on your own um with uh chihiro's gender being the one from case two and i'm not i'm not sure how i feel about that because on the one hand it does sort of re- like it recontextualizes the whole case and kind of lets you put things together on your own but on the other hand it almost kind of feels like cheating at points yeah but the, how else would they do it would they do that stupid spelling mini game oh the spelling mini game's the worst one oh. it does suck but i mean that that's the only way they could do it do it is just one of those things where it's like this is a major point in the case but it's something the game just kind of like nudges you along with and yeah well, it's interesting yeah well okay. i mean can i ask a question sure. peter mm-hmm. yeah go ahead did um, did you not realize that she was a boy before that i did i didn't I, I oh oh okay then yeah that would suck i, I would agree that would, that'd be really annoying because for me i was like well, this is really obvious and so that was like it was it was nice that they finally admitted it and so for me it was like okay they're doing something that i already have realized by myself, so it's it's not surprising or anything. Mm-hmm. But I could well, see where it, for you, yeah. if you didn't already realize that that would be kind of well, and be too Chihiro, easy. With, with Chihiro, it's one thing because they they're hints at it, and you could probably make make the argument for that and then figure it out from there. But um, the fridge full of blood, like you mentioned, is one of those things where if they mentioned it, it would break the case. So I totally get why they don't mention it. Which is why the fact that it's such a critical part in the case feels kind of like the game. Not like you're cheating, but like the game is cheating. Well, I wouldn't call it yeah. the game cheating. It's it's more just like it, it's a little bit too much follow the evidence. Because the trials are so rigidly scripted, you're always going to be presented with the with you know the the ideas of the evidence and what the the students think the case is, sort of as it progresses. So sometimes it basically will tell you things that maybe would have been more fun to figure out on your own. Sometimes it actually does give you a a little bit of agency where you have to choose from a list of evidence which truth bullet to shoot or something like that. But mm-hmm. but it's I I agree it could, they could have had it been a little bit more open and a little bit less just telling you what happened. But um uh, can can I get to one thing that bothered me? I, I know two two of 
uh, two of you, Josh and Alana, both mentioned they really like Byakuya. But I go for it. I never trusted Byakuya after he he uh, sabotaged a crime scene. That was the oh, best, was, though. It was, was really dumb. Clever. Like the whole the whole point. He he didn't know who the killer was. He did. Oh, no, no, he no, he, he didn't. didn't know who the killer was. He, he saw. Didn't. He saw the killer. He saw the killer. Oh, he, oh yeah. Okay. He knew. He knew that Mondo killed. Him. I'm sorry. He did. What he did not know was that uh, Chihiro was a girl. That was a surprise to him during the trial. Yeah. But um, he could have just let them survive, and uh, by by you know confiding, oh, I saw the killer, or at least hinting at it if he wanted to be coy about it. But instead, he tries to frame. Genocide Jill by rearranging the crime scene, even though he already knows who the killer is. That 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 strikes me as just a little and, bit too far. It's fantastic. It's, it's the though. Worst, it well, the worst good. part about the worst part about that to me is that he sabotages. Well, he 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 kind of violates Toko's trust by doing that. And I'm not saying like Toko Toko, Toko acts like a like a like she's she's not a nice person at the beginning of the game. I'm trying to <laughs> choose my words carefully, but. <laughs> But she still confided in him, even if her her, her secret was BT Dubs. I'm a closet serial killer. She he but, should have told him that he knew. He figured she, that out. No, she said flat out. She you, said, you, yeah, that she told him the night before, and he decided oh. immediately after he was going to use that for his little game. And that's that's not cool. Like the fact that she follows him around <laughs> everywhere now is my favorite thing about about genocide jail because he totally <laughs> deserves it. <laughs> He like does. gained her respect though by doing it, which is kind of funny. And, I, and I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna mention like, he does abuse creepy, her creepy a little. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and he does abuse her trust and abuse her a little bit, and that is troublesome. But I so like I, I don't, I necessarily wouldn't betray my friend. Although he doesn't consider him friend, so it's not really betraying a friend. But yeah, he's a I could totally see like his motivations for this and. I mean, they're stuck here for the rest of their lives, hypothetically. You need to get some sort of enjoyment, entertainment out of something. So I could see where he'd just be like, yeah, I'm going to mess with this. Yeah, but he's I... also doing it to, to like, um, prep, sorry, um, to, um, like, test Learn. Makoto. Yes. Yeah. He's doing it to get Makoto to go, right, I want to see if you're the person I can trust. Do this. Can you figure this out? Was, and was, he does. Was it directed at and Makoto I'll... or maybe Makoto and Kyoko or just, like, the rest of the group at large? He's testing the group to see who his threats are. Yeah, it's brilliant. Do you, do you think he would have stopped? I mean, I didn't get a game. He over. said he would. He, he said he would have stopped the trial and told everyone that Mondo did it if they were all about to vote on Makoto yes. or something. Yeah, he yeah. he was like, I would have told everybody. All right. Which well, again, I mean, it's like okay, that's cool. I don't I don't think it's cool though because it's I mean for the rest of the game they basically trust him like a normal person even though he even though he. Well, Tampered with the crime scene. That's BS. The whole group in, is a group bunch of idiots, oh. basically. Though in Danganronpa two, there's a similar character who rigs a crime scene, and after that happens, they keep they they try to lock him in a cabin. Like he he becomes <laughs> uh, he becomes a bit of a pariah after after he pulls that BS. But uh, I play Danganronpa two. Yeah, yeah. Danganronpa, Danganronpa, I think Danganronpa two is it. it, it well, I like two more than one, but I think that really depends on just which cast you like better because both games you spend a lot of time with the cast and they're all ridiculous uh anime characters that clash in interesting ways so i, I like two a little more than one i'm not i'm not sure if that's uh if that's the common or uncommon opinion but they're both good and worth playing and but I, still I, that just seems like a more reasonable reaction to someone that tampered with the crime scene than byakuya and the other the other bit that um 
confused me a little bit, even though this doesn't make me upset, was uh, Makoto could not figure out the whole death timing thing um, between Taka's death and uh, Hifumi's death, even though Hifumi was alive and told him a, a dying message. Yeah! They it, never picked up on that in the case, did they? Yeah, they, they did. It was they, a they, really they, bizarre thing, because it was such an obvious, obvious like, height, like, you know, he's not dead. So and, why and didn't he, you just go... And then the second half of that is um, um, Hifumi's dying words were... Uh, oh, shoot. It, it was um, uh, Celeste's Yasuhiro. real name. Yasuhiro. Uh, yeah, yeah he, he says Yasuhiro. First of all, why would he say Yasuhiro instead of Celeste? And, sec- and second they, of they, all... They, did it, they explained that at they, the end of the case. Though. Yeah, they explained that in the case. Yeah, they, that's what they pick up on, but just the rest to, of it. He refers to... Yeah. He but, refers to everybody by their last I, I know, but it's. Uh, I thought that was needless obfuscation. It is but, needless. But the, but the whole dying message and that I thought was both of those things seemed a little incongruous to me. But uh, the, but still, it's fun, convoluted anime murder mystery nonsense, and I am in full support of that. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, it's it, it's all it's a legit criticism, and it's the same problem I have with some of the the weirder logic in some of the cases. Yeah, but. It comes together pretty well, and it's interesting to follow the crazy train of logic as it goes, too. So, and I, I think it's I, I kept being seeing like similarities between this and Persona, um, in so far Persona Four specifically, um, yeah, that the casts are and there's a school obviously, but that the casts are so enjoyable and so endearing that even the characters that you don't necessarily like much like you have a connection to them um and so even if like you're not a fan of rpgs i feel like persona could drag you through the rpg just by the characters alone and the same thing with this whereas like you might not enjoy the style of the either like the courtroom kind of scenes or the idea of a visual novel but the characters are so enjoyable and so endearing that it, it could drag you through the process like, and it so was- i i kept seeing that kind of like oh yeah like this is kind of persona-esque to me it also oh, helps that, sure. per- that Danganronpa is like maybe 20 or 25 hours while Persona 4 is 80 or 90 so I think, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think Danganronpa is a little bit of an easier sell but um yeah. it, it's it's super enjoyable visual novel it, it predicates on some really insane twists if you if you guys don't know what the how the second half of the game goes you're in for a wild ride uh and I I Anyone that has, you know, that that isn't immediately turned off by the look and sound of this game, I think should at least try it because it's, it's it's very fun, uh, murder mystery anime chaos. And we left off on a really good cliffhanger. Whoever picked us finishing on chapter three, I thought that was a really good choice. The combination of finding out that Sakura, Sakura, yeah, Sakura is. Yeah like working with Monokuma and then also the fact that you go to a secret file room and then uh, hypothetically student 16 knocks you out you guys seen that student 16 um i believe that is the culprit basically the oh, the, the mastermind okay. knocks you out oh okay oh. cuz cuz they had they're we're, they're wearing a mask that looks similar to the eyes on the black half of Monokuma oh okay sure mm-hmm. okay yeah that's fair but there's, we're starting to get a lot of these bigger secrets that I'm hoping the second half is going to kind of solve. I mean, specifically the picture with Chihiro, Mondo, and I can't remember who the third person was. 
Uh, there's two pictures, isn't there? So the, no, it's, or it's we a... had the second picture. Yeah, the two pictures are uh, pictures of the of the murder victims from the first couple cases, all hanging out and having a nice time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's in the Leon. School. Leon, yeah. Oh, and so yeah. you, and you're kind of like, that. how did this happen? And so there's a lot there beyond even just kind of the the courtroom scenes of trying to figure things out. There's a, a broader scope of all of this, uh, which is turning out. I, I'm finding the broader scope to be even more interesting. Um, I yeah. I kind of get through the court scene, but I, I want to see where the characters end up and the relationships with them. And hypothetically, they have to get out of the school at some point. So I, I'm, trying I'm to not going to say out... anything about the big picture of this game to avoid spoilers, but look, please look forward to it. So here's a complete. I, I, this has been puzzling me, so I, I'm interested to see everybody else's opinion. Um, so you start at 15, or it's supposed to be 16. And you keep working your way down, and I think we're at seven now. Um, Sounds right. If yeah. you're just the last one alive, do you get to leave? So like, if it comes down to two, and I murder the other person, I'm not going to vote myself guilty in the court case, so would I be able to go home? Well, yeah, um, you'd get away with it, wouldn't you? Because there's nobody to pick apart your case. So, so you yeah. win by default? Yeah, I would imagine You'd have so. to get away with murder, because otherwise, like if, Monica... if, the, if there was a trial right before then, it would have been you and versus the killer, and no one else. Yeah, I guess that's true. I feel like is Monica... it just like a hung jury, because you are not going to vote for yourself? I feel like Monokuma would have invented a new rule just for that occasion, though. He seems to be a pretty yeah. resourceful <laughs> fellow. It never comes down to a final two. So, uh, I, but uh, so... I kind of figured they wouldn't do that, because it's just kind of anticlimactic at that point. You want to have some sort of camaraderie as you're trying to escape um yeah it's kind of I, I started puzzling that out and it's like you know what just lock yourself in the room hang out there never come out you'll eventually win so speaking of the of the trials i one of the things we wanted to talk about i believe was the mechanics of the trials themselves which are kind of your like ace attorney-esque court cases but they also have these these mini games that you have to play at certain points to put together evidence how how do we feel about those? I think I, I don't love them. I wish there were fewer of them, or maybe at I least agree, or at least better designed ones. In Danganronpa two, yeah. there's I think there's more of them, but they're a little they're a little better. Yeah. They're, like they're they're more fun. I'm playing with the action difficulty on low, so a lot of the more gentle. Um, yeah, well, like the yeah, so like I don't get like the scan lines or anything like weird like that. <laughs> um. Because I just I just didn't want to bother with it, but even the ones they do have at times like are a little kind of they're a bit head scratching, like the the rhythm mini game we mentioned already. The word the word the spelling game is easy. It's just dumb. Mm-hmm. And Schizo is kind yeah. of difficult. So that, it's kind of, of that caught me off guard at first. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's just one of those things. I overall really really hate, I like I love the court scenes, but I hate them. I like the back and forth. I don't even I I I enjoy like where they're coming off the conversations. You have to pick that part. I yeah, enjoy that like... element, and I enjoy the the final whatever where you go through and you put the little circles in. Like oh, the oh. manga, like yeah, oh, yeah, the, the, manga. Yeah, the, the manga panels. I love the manga panels. 
like those those panels are fantastic. Like that is the best part having, of that trial. Having to reconstruct uh-huh. basically, basically you reconstruct a comic that uh, that shows exactly what happened during the murder using using a, a list of panels and a and sort of a manga with a bunch of blank panels and it's it's great. I I wish they would remove more mini games and like make that longer or something. Yeah, the the rhythm yeah. games though is awful. Spelling games annoying, <laughs> and even the the conversation of pointing out the the errors in logic. Sometimes that's illogical, because they'll have basically two spots that you can disagree that would be the exact same. Like you'd still be like, "This is the same thing," so it's just mm-hmm. kind of nitpicky. Yeah, it's not easily communicated what the right one is when a couple of them, when a couple choices are really communicating the same thing. Yeah, it's. So I, I wish there was a better way that they did the court scenes for that in that regard. Yeah. Uh, more problematic, the... in my opinion, is the controls. The controls Sorry, are terrible. Anna. The controls are pretty rough. I, I I really really it screws me up every time. But it's it's supposed to be dual stick. Like I'm walking around a place. Let me just dual stick around. Oh yeah, dual I'm, stick for the shooting segments yeah. too. Right. <laughs> it's just, I'm largely just using yeah. the touch screen at this point. But oh, I found that worse. There's a delay sometimes. I use the back this touch screen annoying. to uh to clear out um noise words. Because if you just rapidly tap oh, on the back, uh-huh. that, that that knocks out the white noise words that can get in your way quite easily. But yeah. I agree that the controls during the scenes are a little bit lacking. And um, we should mention the uh, the PSP Danganronpa game that came out last year, the one that's uh, sort of a guide end chapter in between 1 and 2. That Another is episode? a straight-up action... What? Excuse me? Ultra Despair Girls. Yes, that one. Yeah. That one is basically a straight-up action shooter. So I, I sort of think that the... Dungan Rampa team just wants to make a gallery shooting game, and that was their way of, <laughs> of of getting around all of the you know courtroom and evidence BS and just making a shooter. Yeah, I haven't I haven't thanks. played Ultra Despair Girls though. I've played one and two, um, but I've not played that one yet. It stars the main character's sister, right? Yeah. The um, yeah, in the first case, you remember that uh, they basically threaten each character with. A picture of family or friends, and then a vague threat about something happening to one of them. Oh That's, yes. Yeah. Uh, basically, my understanding is Ultra Despair Girls is everyone that was being held hostage for that bands together and tries to fight back against uh, so- against something. So it's like it's all- supposed to happen at the same time. Uh, yeah, it happens at the- around the same time as one. So the- like the main characters of Ultra Despair Girls are the friends and family of the cast of Don Gunrapa One. And, and, and Makoto's sister's the main character. Interesting. But overall, the controls are crap. It, it's one of those funny things, because I, I, feel, I feel like now we've kind of bagged on the game for a couple minutes now. And overall, like as much as I hate those controls, and there's parts of the court season that I really, really don't like, it hasn't diminished my enjoyment of the game in the least bit. No, because they're like little segments. Like They don't take up a lot. There's enough going on around the game to enjoy more than the controls like the controls are so minimal like with visual novels something i always struggle with is like when you review a visual novel like how do you score the controls this is a little (laughs) bit different this is different because it's like mini games which i'd expect in a visual novel but this is kind of like not great i think what bugs me most about them is the delay in the shooting like so uh, bad yes that's really hard to yeah, that, that that's annoying. It's like, it's like the, playing a rhythm game where everything is off by a half second. So it, yeah, it always it, happens like later than you think it's going to. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It doesn't. But the nice thing is there's enough. 
there's workarounds for everything because I hate walking around, so I just teleport everywhere. I yeah. I hate the delay, but then you just pause everything during the court scenes because you hit the right trigger and it freezes for like five to oh, six yeah. seconds. I and then forget that. It that solves that delay problem. The the nice thing is there are workarounds, which is nice that they included it. But then it's kind of to my mind, it's like, well, they knew this was a problem; they should have just made mm-hmm. it better. And a but at least the... there there is a way to fix it. And I know, and I know this is this isn't like a reflection on the game itself, but a lot of the achievements in the game are actually locked behind um, not using any of those those uh, like helping hands, basically. Yeah. Like, but there's, there's a glitch. For... There's a glitch in the the trophies, so you get them if you just do it for one scene or like one courtroom. So I think I don't game. think it's a glitch in the trophy so much as it is a mistranslation of the trophy description. That's fair. Too. No matter what, there was a mistake made. <laughs> there was a mistake made. Mistakes were made. And I, I got a, a handful of the trophies by accident because, I, again, I forgot about like the freeze meter. So in the, the first time I played the game, I got that trophy during the second case because I didn't realize that I, I could use that meter. <laughs> right. Um, but, and, uh, and, and a lot of the trophies are attached to this real dumb, uh, long, I say minigame, but it's a minigame that takes like hours to finish at this, this post-game uh, thing you can, you can mess around with. But and a lot of yeah. achievement, uh, a lot of trophies are attached to that, which is frustrating. Um, I did I played that game a little bit and didn't like it. But yeah, I mean the I whole mean, point of Danganronpa is these crazy characters. Sorry, I'm oh, sorry. It's yeah. basically just an excuse to meet to hang out with everybody more, right? Because you yeah, don't have yeah. much time to hang out with the yeah, characters. Yeah, okay, well, I guess this isn't a spoiler. Um, the yeah. the mini game at the end is, uh, sort of a little resource management game where all fit where there's no murder. And all fifteen of you are locked in the school together, and you can and you you're freed once you do enough tasks for Monokuma. So it's you doing tasks for Monokuma and counting supplies and stuff, and uh, and still being and still doing those uh, those sort of social link esque scenes with long conversations with the, with the other characters. So it's basically just hang. It's a game that's only about hanging out with with characters and walking around the school with no murder and no trials, and. That sort of defeats the purpose of it to me, so I played that for 30 minutes and decided that it wasn't something I had to do. I don't know, I could see enjoying that, because I, I really enjoy my dates that I go on with Kyoko and Nina, so... <laughs> more Josh dates. wants to play the dating game. Right? Yeah, more dates. Let's do this. <laughs> for the intro to this episode, I'm just going to use the theme song from the 70s dating game. <laughs> I, I really enjoy that, and it, it was... They, I was kind of nervous at first because I knew you had to interact with all these people, and it's like, all right, they're setting up my girlfriend. They, my girlfriend tried to kill me, so I'm back on the market. <laughs> I'm eager to mingle. I, I know this is going back He's to our single and ready to ready to mingle, ladies. <laughs> Makoto is super single. He is nervous as hell talking to any woman. Yeah, he's, he's not very lucky with that, is he? No, he's not. He's only, he's only lucky at getting picks for class, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, but going back to when we were discussing the, what we liked and disliked about cases, um, I really liked the setup for the first case because it it puts Sayaka in a more interesting, conflicted light where she clearly gets an idea for a plot to frame Makoto by killing Leon, and it backfires, and then Makoto realizes with Kyoko's help that it backfired because she hesitated and maybe didn't want to set up Makoto. So it's like, it, yeah. in a way that, that puts Sayaka in a more, in a darker light, but also a sort of forgiving light at the end. It's, um, it was a cool introduction to the whole 
murder motivation trial part of Danganronpa that set I thought set the tone well. It was a very good emotional roller coaster. And and it was a, it was just a good first case because I mean how many times do you play these visual novels or or Phoenix Wright games or whatever and the first case is just kind of boring and easy. Th- this one I had character stuff in it and I really enjoyed it. I thought I think the first case yeah. is probably one of the best two of the game or so. I it's my, I, it's my it's my favorite of the first three. It's the most emotionally yeah. interesting. I would say the third one's the most mechanically interesting. Because um, you have people that aren't dead that are kind of working behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the There's same time... There's also a giant robot costume, which immediately elevates it a little bit. So I, I, I've been playing oh, through yeah. it, and, and obviously it's, it's very Japanese. But it never struck me as very Japanese. And then they're uh, like, here's really? a picture of a giant robot. And I'm like, oh, that's right, Japan. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, it it yep. struck me as very Japanese the whole time, I should mention. But but sure, <laughs> the, the, the giant robot is definitely very Japanese. G- giant robot for sure made it obvious. Um, oh, yeah, I would... I, I The second one was probably my least favorite of the cases. Um, just because I thought... I guess the second and third I found super, super obvious, but... I don't know. I, I enjoyed the first one for how much of an emotional roller coaster you have there, because there there's a massive amount of betrayal there. Because there is so much implications that she is going to be like your lifelong partner, you know? Yeah. Again, I think it was a, a bit of a bait and switch where it's she's like, okay, this is going to be the game. She's going to be the sidekick, and she's this cute idol girl that is very, very Japanese RPG. Is because I mean, how, how many Japanese RPGs have the four of us played with? with pop idols in them recently. I don't, I don't, don't answer that. But, Rise is still the best one? Mm, yeah, sure. Yeah, Rise is the best yeah. pop idol. I'll, I'll, take, I'll accept that. Yes. But, uh, yeah, like, it seems like they're setting her up to be a main character, and instead she's the first victim and doesn't make it to hour two, which I thought was an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, that was the only bad thing. So I've uh, avoided all spoilers, but when I first wanted to play this game, when I first bought it, like a year ago or whatever, um, right beforehand, I, I watched the anime, and I watched like the first four episodes, three episodes, and so I had gotten to I the, where the case starts in the anime. I was like, yeah, I like this. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to move on. So I had already known that she died. Mm-hmm, okay. Um, and so that was, that was kind of disappointing for this regard, or like for when I played through it, because I already knew that was going to occur. But at the same time, like... I remember when I was watching, like it was like, "Holy crap!" Like, and so that was a, it wasn't as good of a surprise as it would have been, but it was still kind of emotionally resonant at the time. And there's a gold sword, <laughs> pro gold swords. Is that one of the? Is that one of the random items you can get in the capsule machine or something? No, it's, no it was. A, it's, it's, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, she, yeah, it was what he used to, to defend himself in the in that case. Right, my bad. The capsule machine is the capsule machine is secretly the best part of the game. There, there are like, so many completely random items you get out of that capsule machine. I naturally thought, oh, gold sword, capsule machine, sure. See, that I haven't even sense. used the capsule machine because I have to get the trophy for nine 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 coins. Oh right, yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, you, have to, you have you you can't spend them if you want that. You don't. No. No, you need to ha- you need Ooh. to possess all nine nine nine. Yeah. I, okay, I feel bad. Yeah. Now. So for people going for the trophies, don't spend any coins. So you get nine nine nine, and spend all your coins to get all the items. Save it on a separate file, 
then reload the original with the 999, buy all the scenes so you can get that trophy, <laughs> then go back to the stave that has oh all the capsules that you've bought, and then you give those as gifts to make sure you max out all of your social links. Yeah, it's it's hard to max out social links without spending a little money to get items, because yeah, those, those gifts yeah. help you with that. So, sorry Peter, we should have had this podcast. I'm using ago. the second playthrough to <laughs> actually do more social link stuff, because... My first playthrough, I did what you did and, and didn't uh, spend anything because I wanted to get that trophy and I didn't really know how the capsule stuff yeah. worked. I think you're just uh, supposed to grind it out in the school mode anyway, so... Yeah, yeah that, that school mode, I don't find it fun, but if you want to get a lot more dialogue out of these characters, then they have it for you. And yeah, I always find that interesting, cause I, so I'm not giving any presents because I don't have any presents to give. Right. Uh, and so you have... And I'm always with uh, Kyoto, and she's like... Let's go drink tea. I'm like, well, that is boring, but let's go do that. And so we drink tea, and we come back. And for some reason, we walk back to the room that's really far away. And they're like, do you want to give a gift? And I was like, no. And then because I don't give her a gift, they're like, it went up a little bit, but now she's going to talk to me. I was like, what would have happened if I gave her a gift? Would she talk to you more? You'd I be think completing increases. those social link events faster, basically. Yeah, and that's, that's yeah. kind of the thing. It's, it's kind of like... I wish at this point the game would also realize I don't have any gifts, so stop asking me because I feel guilty then. Well, it does. They give you gifts <laughs> for for clearing the, the 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 trials, but they're gifts related to the guy who's dead. If I'm gonna be romantic, I'm not gonna give her a robot. I just here's my on, dead Peter. friend's robot. Yeah, come on, Peter, step it up. <laughs> I'm sorry, my bedside manner is lacking. <laughs> I haven't even been able to progress to bedside manner yet. <laughs> I'm physics room manner at the moment. I should try that. Please take my best friend's robot pickup line. <laughs> yep. Uh, the, the, sadly, it'll probably work for you. <laughs> it would work on me, but probably maybe it, maybe it, w- it wouldn't work for, if I was using it on someone. It would depend on the woman, obviously. Obviously. But ladies, obviously. yeah, if you want to charm me, just give me your dead friend's robot, and I am putty in your hands. Is it a requirement that it has to be from a dead friend? Can it just be a robot? <laughs> Not a requirement, but, I mean, dead friend's robot is much more interesting than have this robot. I'm not going to say what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> That's a first. I'm not, not, I'm not sure how we got here, but here we are. So did anybody have any huge surprises? I know there's obviously big ones. There's kind of ones tied to each case, but did anybody find those anything else really surprising or any of those in the cases really strike you as odd. We've kind of talked about some of them, but didn't really go into what everybody found, either as their favorite or the ones that really caught them off guard. I think Sakura being the spy is quite a big shock, because Sakura's... I think, like, Mondo. Mondo came across as the loyal biker, but Sakura seemed like the loyal... Like, her and Hina were basically inseparable, but to find out that she was the spy... Mm-hmm. Especially when everyone thought it was either Kyoko or Byakuya. I was like, oh. And I felt really bad. Because she's I'm doing it. I'm curious what her motivation is. I feel like... I I feel like I've got a feeling, but I don't know yet. I mean, I have gone slightly beyond where we are, but not far enough to know yet. So... But I really liked her. And I really like her and Hina together. They're so adorable together. And... I don't want anything bad to happen to her, but I really, you know, I'm thinking that. So something's obviously going to happen. Hopefully. Well, as soon as we're done recording this, you can start Chapter 4. So 
And, well, she's fighting. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, so she's fighting with Monokuma, though, so surely she's rebelling. Doesn't she say in that end bit, possibly? Yeah, she wasn't going to do it anymore. But I also yeah. am upset because she broke a rule, so she should get killed. Yeah, but he's conscious of it and training, so he's training her deliberately, I think. Oh, no, he's not training because obviously she's rebelling, but yeah. there's a reason. Oh, you yeah, can break the course. rules. Yeah. When you're a deadly bear, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You can catch yourself in a grisly situation. You can oh. do the unbearable thing. Do you know, I was thinking about the Persona 4 podcast with this game and all the puns that you pulled, and yeah, I was waiting for that. I, I've been, I, I, I had to learn a lot of bear puns for that episode. To Hero's twist... Um, uh, going back, I know it was one of those that caught that was surprised. I didn't see it coming, but I honestly, is it? It's a little problematic. It seems to me. How so? Um, and I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to tread lightly on this, but so when my first sensitive problematic or yeah, kind of like because my first thought when when was not Chihiro's a boy, but Chihiro's trans? Question mark. Which made me think Naoto, which is another case yeah. where it's kind of left ambiguous, but the localizers were definitely leaning towards making it more like cis friendly, and it's just one of those things where one of those things where I'm not sure like if this is a good representation in in the case of that character or if it's if I'm just overthinking it way too much. I don't know. Did you overthink? You overthought it compared to what I thought of it. But I, I think I underthought it. So, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna try to tread lightly a little bit as well. I don't think Chihiro is trans because she expressed, uh, she expressed a want to be tough and manly like Mondo is. Yeah. I, 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 I think it's a reflection yeah. that she doesn't feel like she's a man because she's weak. And that's like when she yeah. talks about telling everybody her secret. She's like, when I get strong, and I can be what I am, then I could. That I can tell everybody is my secret because then I'm I qualify in her personal mind of what a guy is. Yeah, but that that yeah. in and of itself is kind of a uh, like I don't know. It, it, it I I didn't I didn't feel the the whole the way that entire thing played out. I was just yeah. like sure where this is going, and I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, I think a, a lot of Japanese fiction and whether it's games or anime or what have you does not treat. Um, cross dressing or transsexuality in a very sensitive way. So it's being a uh-huh. little bit. Uh, hesitant about that is very reasonable, but I, I don't know. I, I guess I wasn't that bothered by it. I mean, it was. I was more bothered by the fact that uh, Chihiro was bu- brutally murdered after just after coming out. <laughs> sort of, it's like, whoa, okay. Also, in, in all fairness, and I, this doesn't give it a pass, but the game is seven years old, almost, and so it's one of those things that I, I think to not get political and stay away from that. The way that that whole topic is viewed, I think, has changed greatly over the last couple of years. So, ignoring, first of all, it's it's Japan, so kind of whole different can of worms there. But also, it's it's so much it's it's long enough ago that how those issues were treated and the level of care that now was placed around that, I I definitely don't think was used at the time. Um, and so, it's easy to think, oh, this game came out in 2015. Or I think it came out in the U.S. in 2015 on the Vita, right? Um, 2014, I think. Okay. 
Like mm-hmm. then, if it had been made for those like 2014, 2015, then it's like yeah. But you reverse it all the way back to 2010, like rolling it back that far, it's like this wasn't really in the conscious thought, or at least as popular in conscious thought of how to treat the more appropriately. Uh, well, maybe, but also, I mean, Japan is more conservative about those ideas than the United States is for the most part, and and most of Europe for sure. So mm-hmm. I I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I wouldn't give it a pass based on when it was made. I I agree that it it might be a little troubling depending on how you interpret Chihiro's character, and uh, and Chihiro's a Chihiro's a likable, positive character. I would say, for the most part, at least. But I I don't know. I I didn't read too much into the trans sensitivity of the of the game. Although I I admit it could be a little problematic. It's, yeah, and I'm not trying to like throw shade where there isn't any. It's just right. it's just a thought that was occurring to me as I was playing through that case. Like I said, for, yeah. for me, the biggest problem I had is I feel like she finally became interesting. Or sorry, he finally became interesting, but it, he didn't become interesting until after he was dead. So I kind of found that annoying. That's the same reason. Like I kind of find some of the stuff with Ta- Taka a little annoying. He finally had become an interesting character, and then they chose to kill him off. Um, that's probably the point though yeah I, I, I get that but it, it's kind of annoying because you've had to put up with these characters up until that point and I, I, I didn't like Chihiro she was, he was so far in the background that I, I, I didn't even notice that he was basically there hmm. um, sorry <laughs> but, that's kind of, and that's, that's a problem with the, a cast that big too yeah. sometimes yeah and that's yeah. I'm trying to think of do now I like all the characters and find all of them interesting? Is it because they're actually the most interesting, some of the most interesting characters, or is it because at this point now I've spent so many more hours with them, right? Comparatively, but then I look at Sa- Sakia, Sayak, Sayaka, Sayaka. Yeah, I found her interesting from the beginning, so it, like it's not an easy pass. But you're you are right, Peter. There's so many characters; it's hard to give the amount of weight that each character deserves. And, uh, and you know, you you mentioned one thing about uh, Taka getting interesting and then dying. Um, I, I read a developer commentary about Don Gunrapa two. It's I'm, I'm going to avoid spoilers, but in in one case, a character has a very dramatic turn, right? M- maybe similar to to Taka's, and his their their original plan was to have that character be the victim in the next case, but they ended up backing down from that because they felt it would be unfair to that character's turn from that. So they it, 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 so they ended up cha- they ended up changing during the planning stage who the victim of that case would be, which I thought was an interesting uh, approach because like, when these guys write these things, they really do take things into effect like who they want people to stick with through the rest of the game, right. and uh, and what characters deserve more time more, uh, as opposed to characters that maybe are better suited to the background. Yeah, sure. So overall, everybody, I, it seems like is very positive on the game. Thumbs yeah, up. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, um, I look forward to y'all's tr- Twitter reactions to uh, the <laughs> insane crap that happens in chapters five and six. Oh, we've Peter, already had a few good ones. Peter, you don't wait. count because you cheated, as you always do. How did um, I cheat? You looked up who kills. Who's the? Well, I didn't look at. Tr- I didn't look at. Uh, every time, every time we deal with this with you. <laughs> um, and Mike, look, you've already called, played it. But, it's called having uh, too much free time. Okay, Alana, how do you? Th- where do you think everything's going? Oh, I don't know where everything's going, but I think I know who the mastermind is because my friend played this a year ago and likes this character. So 
I feel like I know who it is. That is possible. And I all... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm not going to ask you. I wanted you to say the name. I wanted you to be on the record, but we'll... Oh. We'll leave Do you want me to bit. say a name? But... Well, if you actually think that the person ruined it for you, then no. Okay. Oh, right. No, I won't say. I Okay, I... Based on what Alana's said, I, I think... I think Alana should stay quiet. I mean, even if you know who the culprit is, the... The ending of Danganronpa, or the the last, the the, the the final stretch of it, is completely bonkers and totally entertaining. Yeah, we're ramping up yeah. to something that's really really exciting, and I I think all of us have mentioned this now. We're as soon as we we do end this recording, I am gonna, I have plans to start playing right away on uh, chapter four, and then I depending on how quickly I get through everything, because um, I have a plane trip coming up, I'm gonna just probably turn that right into uh the second game oh, okay. i'm really really enjoying it so I, I i this is just gonna be one of those things it's monopolized my time for the last week um it's monopolized a lot of my kind of like free time thought as well it's <laughs> kind of reasoning it out like thinking about the characters because they have been so interesting kind of thinking about why people are cert- doing certain things and where this is going um and so like, I've enjoyed it so much, I'm ready to immediately go on and just... Uh, I Normally I'd like replay these games, because I'd find it interesting enough. I, I would keep going with this one, but the style of it and how it handles a lot of things has me so hooked, I want another fresh take on it. So I'm just going to jump right into 2 right afterwards. 2's great. I've, I liked it slightly more than the first one. Um, but again, that's for very subjective reasons. Like I, I, I thought that uh, trial situations and the characters were a little more appealing in two for me, but that's totally subjective. I'm, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with anyone which one's better. So and I, I haven't played two, but I'm already viewing that I feel like at least setting wise, I'm gonna enjoy one much more. Um, yeah, the islands in two are goofy. They're, you're on a uh, a chain of touristy islands connected by bridges. And, and we've talked, I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, but there's there's an element of horror to this suspense I, I we've talked about on this podcast before that to have truly successful horror a lot of times where it really shines is having something familiar and something that you at least to a certain regard feel safe or you have not had like personal trauma and so like we've talked about horror before on this we've talked about having a, something happening at your, your house yeah like like having um, having a it, safe it, space um have its uh safeness compromised or violated right and then all of us have been to school like there's, you might not have, you might have been bullied there, so it's not like a fully safe space, but it is something familiar, and you've never been locked in there with metal, like, not even bars, but whatever Panels, covering the windows, yeah. and so it, there, there is a familiarity to it. It is like that's why I think a lot of times with the, these RPGs, having them in a school setting, it adds such an element to it because everybody can relate to it. Um, and I'm worried that with the second one, that's going to be lost. Yes, I've gone on vacation. Yes, I've been on islands. But I feel like that just won't relate as well to me as the school setting has. Sure. Um, we can have that conversation, TBD. Yeah, we, we, could do, we could do a bonus round on Danganronpa 2 if you guys want to revisit this later. Uh, but, um, I, I, again, I, I like Danganronpa 2 more for... Uh, situation and character reasons. I th- I agree the setting in one is better, especially since 
like my least favorite investigation phase in either game is the fourth ch- case in, in Danganronpa 2. That that whole part was miserable. But they're they're both good. I think anyone that is interested in this in this genre of game really ought to try Danganronpa. It's it's excellent. I, th- I think um when Derek reviewed it a few years ago, he gave it a ninety on an RPG fan. So nice. So yeah, I, I'm not even convinced that I enjoy visual novels. I'm still, I've still been trying yeah. to reason that out, um, but I, I greatly enjoy this, and it, it's to the point that I don't even really consider it a visual novel, as stupid as that is. But it, it just doesn't strike me with a lot of the same tropes or like gameplay elements that I get annoyed with or bored with. Um, yeah. This is just it's it's so entertaining that it's dragged me through. Um, so it's it's been a lot of fun. Do you think it's because you're walking through corridors rather than just like clicking things and reading more than because there's a higher like there's more of an equal balance between gameplay and reading as opposed to most visual novels um yeah I, I, all the visual yeah. novels i've played which aren't a lot i will really admit that um there is no branching paths there's no like even just the element of who you're gonna spend time with that's enough branching to me that I, I feel like I'm making a decision. Um, yeah. And with that, you're, you're getting different skills, so you are kind of leveling up your character. Right, um, yeah, we, I don't think we mentioned that. That, uh, you know, doing those different social links gets you different selections of skills. Yeah. That's to, true, you know, yeah. During trial. I, I don't think we mentioned that yet. Whoops. No. Yeah, and so I, I, would, I would love for it to go a step further. We kind of talked, we kind of mentioned about having some sort of flexibility. For, I think this game becomes unbelievably fantastic to me, and I hate time mechanics. Having some loose time mechanic with the the searching for uh, for clues and have it that if you don't find the clues in this room, you don't have them for the case, um, because it is kind of annoying. Where it's like, all right, well, you found everything in this room, you should move on. And you're like, well, I want to click on this. Nope, I found everything in this room, you should move on. And then you happen to find another clue, and it's like, well, I still want to go look over there. I'm like, nope, you've uh, you found all the clues, so we're just gonna go to the court case. Um, There'd be a little bit more agency in your actions, so I would enjoy that for since it's supposed to be kind of a restricted time period. Um, but I, I, I think I agree with you, Alana, that it, there's the wandering around, the little interactions, the conversations. That's just enough to make it seem less linear than a traditional visual novel that I've played. Yeah. I guess, I mean, there's still pixel hunting and, you know, clicking around a screen to find exactly the thing that you need to make the story progress. But uh, I I do like that that it has fast travel and that it has some first person walking around to make it feel a little bit more video gamey. Yeah, it's more mm-hmm. interactive. I, I feel like it's just enough to make it... I, I've heard that argument, like, well, really, are you, are you playing a game if you're doing a visual novel? Are you just reading, like, a book? Or are you watching TV? And it's like, well, it's... Whatever, we're not going to touch that. But I think needless categorization. Seg- is this an RPG? Yeah. How about you just shut up? Yeah, the, this the, the, it's enough segments that it feels like you aren't just clicking. Uh, yeah. And and that's I, I don't I I think it wasn't necessary because I have enjoyed the characters so much. Um, I think I think I'd have been fine either way. But I I think having the interaction levels that there are there have been kind of like I guess cherry on top of a wonderful Sunday. <laughs> <sighs> now I kind of want yeah. to replay the second one after this. Oh, I thought you were going to say now I kind of want to go to an ice cream sundae. Oh, I could do with one. 
I, I might have room service bring some up. Can't it be both? No, because I gotta finish the first one. We've talked about this. I have to do games in order of the series. No, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, play Danganronpa while eating an ice cream sundae. Well, the other day, I ate pizza in a whirlpool while playing Danganronpa. So that, that was pretty <laughs> awesome. That that sounds like an ideal video game playing situation. I, I, I got nothing to say about that. I think that's going to do it for the first episode of Danganronpa, though. Does anybody have any last thoughts they want to throw out? Um, please so. look forward to the final trial in this game, because it is bonkers. Oh. I can't wait. Uh, yeah. We're excited. Um, some really quick housekeeping. Uh, when we're done with Dengarampa, we're moving on to Child of Light. So that'll be our October game. Um, in the meantime, we would love for you guys to send emails to retroatrpgfan.com. Jump on the boards at rpgfan.com, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. And then, as always, go on to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Rate and review. That helps out tremendously. Um, yeah, and then in the meantime, if you guys want, you can reach out to us on Twitter. I'm at JD Curry. I am at The Real Monsoon. And I am at Alana Higgs. Uh, Peter is uh, departed from the podcast because uh, he has a pressing issue to attend to, but um, <laughs> he is at I Have Fury on Twitter. Oh, I didn't even realize he left. I just thought he was being quiet. Yeah, so you can follow us on Twitter. Um, it's a really good way to reach us if you guys have suggestions for what you want to do for future episodes or just want to give us wonderful feedback. We're awesome. Um, but yeah, that will do it for today. Um, look forward to another episode coming from us on every Wednesday um yeah thank you for listening Cafe